Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Let's flow, let's flow, let's flow, let's flow. Oh man, life is about ebb and flow. I think I was just hitting you up with some Paul McCartney and wings to keep going on our rock and roll mantra. I think we're going to make that an indelible part of the Comfortable and Chaos podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. We're looking for enlightenment, man. We are looking to become, let's tie this down more specifically, renaissance men. Think James Bond without all the fornication. And think James Bond, hey, you can move, duck, bob, weave on the streets, in and out, mix and match, mingle with anyone at any time on anything. They don't even know you're there. Put on the tuxedo. Put on the overalls. That's the difference, though. James Bond will be drinking a martini instead of doing his own plumbing. I'll work on my plumbing, but then I can put the tuxedo on and we can still go out and we can make an impact. It's the ebb and flow of life. Have you thought about it? What kind of lights you up? Where you want to go? We know there's lots of chaos in the world, and we know that I started this song off singing Junior's Farm from Wings. Instead of let's go, I said let's flow. We've got to flow through things instead of trying to put, like we heard when we were young, these round pegs into a square hole. We are not hammers, and not everything is a nail. So let's stop swiping, banging, and hitting. I'm going to give you one more right here. A little bit of rock and roll. That was Paul McCartney, Wings. But he was part of a bigger band, wasn't he, man? He was part of those Beatles. So begrudge me. A one, a two, a one, two, three. You say you want a revolution. Well, you know. We all want to change the world. Instead, they give us boatloads of confusion. Yeah, you know. Instead, we get simplification, wussification, consternation, ultimately putrefaction. Yeah, you know. But is it going to be all right? Well, no, you know it ain't going to be not all right. No, it ain't going to be all right. Nothing's going to be all right. It's all going crazy. Well, can you worry about revolution? Can you worry about everyone else's problems? Can you worry about the world? Moreover, the pundits are talking about it. The bloggers. The YouTubers, the podcasters like me, 
All the puffed up people with makeup, like our own big Sean Hannity. Well, I would say before they keep hitting the war drums and talking about revolution, and people have been talking about revolution since Paul Revere came running down the road on that horse saying the British are coming. And who knows? That may in fact very well occur. But before you get ready to go to war, why don't you have a revolution with yourself? Go to war with yourself. Have you ever thought about it? Ah, the hell with it, man. We don't need to eviscerate ourselves today, rip our guts out, find out where we're flawed. Don't we have plenty of mechanisms in the world to say, hey, we're not rising up. We haven't gotten good enough. Um, I'm not seeing a favorable result here. Do we need to explore that today? Or do we just need to be entertained? You guys want some war stories, some repo stories. All right. I'm going to give them to you then. Let's go that way. And we'll save the rest for other episodes. I think we've touched upon plenty thus far. It just came to my mind. It's Monday. Let's enjoy ourselves. Yeah, so I had this client of mine. It was GE before they facilitated a big sale to Bank of Montreal, BMO Harris Bank, and they needed... They needed the state of California cleaned up. You've heard me mention an aspect of that in previous episodes. Now, I have done tons of repossessions within the Indian populace. And when I'm saying the Indian populace, I'm talking about the province state of Punjabi. I'm talking Indians from origin of there. And I've worked with them around the country, but the bulk the bulk, the boatload, was always in California. And more specifically for me, whereas if I was in California down, well, let's just say, I would say from San Diego south, I would work there in Chula Vista and San Marcos, but that was more like suburbs of San Diego. But really Chula Vista and, of course, Otay, Otay Mesa, um, that was all Hispanic, Mexicano. Then if you had me around L.A., it could be a potpourri of different people. L.A. is a very diverse community, but it really depended upon the type of equipment that I was going after. Um, because a lot of these famous different doctors, surgeons, people that cater to the entertainment industry even the movie sets, different things like that. I've rolled in, better acquainted myself with landlords and or property owners. And these people left for the weekend and or left on particular evenings. And when they came back, all their stuff was gone, courtesy of this, I don't know, the village idiot that you're listening to on the phone. So around the L.A. Basin, other than simply the truckers heading out on the I-10 corridor and where the main guys frequent. Let's look at North Hollywood. Let's look at um, Burbank. Uh, 
all those areas right there. And I would principally be working with Armenian people. Sun Valley, all that kind of good stuff. But then you get a little further north. We've hit the 210 loop course, which is encompassing the L.A. Basin and I-10. And you go up a little bit further and you hit the I-5 and then the 99 corridor. And for me, I did the bulk of my work in California on Highway 99. So you're breaking out of L.A. and you start getting up to Bakersfield and Bakersfield really on up to Yuba City on that particular corridor. Now, I would move closer to Interstate 5 oftentimes. And I would be moving west between those two. But that 99, the 99 was my gateway to everything California. All those little towns up along that path. And that was all Indian dudes. So to make this work, we needed a hierarchy. We needed a structure. And so I had to find... Who was the father of California? You're saying the father of California? Well, no, it certainly is not Gavin Newsom. We know that. It isn't even Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator ended quite some time ago. He's starting to get a little vocal again. Um, father of California? Hey, guys, it ain't even Nancy Pelosi. And you're saying father of Ca- Well... Hey, I would say with as many Californians that have had a mass exodus to Texas in the last few years, the average bear in California ain't no longer happy. And um, the only one who could possibly, the only ones who could possibly be in some type of agreement or expressing something favorable regarding uh, Mrs. Pelosi, that must be someone who's afraid of her. Either they're in those circles, she controls their outcome and or has some direct effect upon them. Otherwise, I just don't get it. And here's what I'm going to say to the American people, because I know that there are men listening to this in America and abroad. This should be our litmus test for higher office, and I'm going to call federal office as the show. And more specifically, I'm going to talk about the House of Representatives, the Senate, up into uh, the presidency, even the judicial branch, because those judges all come from somewhere. Shouldn't we simply see, before we send a political office holder to the show, federal, a federal office, shouldn't we check on their ward their city, their precinct, their county, their state? Should we not check on their past performance? And if they're seeking to get to the show, maybe they should have some demonstrable success in the area in which they governed and or held office before. And if they cannot show that, Why would we grant them passage elsewhere? And I would say that the once beautiful city whereby my family and I used to love going there, walking on the wharf, 
standing there at Ghirardelli and overlooking the bay and the Golden Gate and Alcatraz and eating the clam chowder and the wonderful sourdough bread bowls and just walking. Uh, we haven't been back in quite some time. I, I didn't feel like having to fight for our lives on that particular stretch of land. And I mean, the last time we had to book an inordinately expensive hotel because we needed one with a secure parking garage. And despite 24-hour security in said locale, our car still got broken into. I've been a repo man for 22, 23 years, and these guys were more stealthy than me. They had our luggage cleared out. I mean, only the window was just slightly cracked. I mean, quarter of an inch or so. I know the device now that they used. But that's the state of San Francisco, man. Heaven forbid you want to buy a coat, get you a little dollop of Preparation H from all that walking. You can't even get into Walgreens if they're even still there. Place has gone to hell in a handbasket. That's your litmus test for the show. Baseball does a better job of that. Farm system, triple A, double A, single A, or whatever order to get to the show. But we'll let someone come into federal office whereby where they came from is in utter distress and disaster. It's a really interesting concept. So no, Gavin Newsom ain't no father of California. We know Arnold Schwarzenegger ain't no father of California. Nancy Pelosi certainly ain't no father of California. But for me, the father of California was one Tejinder Gruwal. Tejinder Gruwal. He was a, on the Indian Olympic wrestling team. Very tall guy. About six foot five, wingspan probably comparable. And once I got in with Tejinder Gruwal, and then he introduced me to his nephew, Iqbal Singh, my network started to blossom. And soon it grew because that is a male dom dominated hierarchy. And different people will give you street cred, meaning they will legitimize you. And if you knew this one, you could get to this one. And you just started pulling the thread on the sweater until you kept pulling and pulling and pulling. And before long, that sweater had come off. You'd already deconstructed it. So for me, in working in that particular part of the country, and in that population group, that was instrumental. Now, there weren't people that didn't try to lead me astray, fool me, trick me, but by then I was in so deep that there really was no escape. And then you can marry it with the fact that in the Walmartization of the world, the same sheds, meaning where product would come out of the fields and go into these warehouses, most of them are now corporately owned. I'm real prolific in South Texas. And so there are corporate owners of the sheds there as there are in California. So that gave me a leg up, a lot of the brokerage, the people that book the loads and shippers and, of course, customers in this uh, connected world. They all go hand in hand. And when you put those pieces together, you could really rain havoc on a lot of different people. But for me, it was just a really exciting time. 
with a group of people I was not that familiar with. And one thing I always did, and I encourage you men to do the same, figure out a way to get in the mix. And then study whatever it is that is in front of you, just like you would in school or anything else that you have chosen to be good at. They will teach you everything you need to know. And from there, you've got one rock to step on, two rocks to step on. I'm stepping with you right now. And you will ford that stream without even getting wet. And so from I had done it some before, but for that most intense period of 2014 through 2017, in my work where I had thought at that time I had done everything, it gave me a freshness. It was a new population group. It was new information to learn, new networks to build, and it was very fulfilling. And we need that as men because we become stale in what we do. Something has to invigorate us. So in that regard, I am simply going to say thank you to all my Indian Pajis in the great state of California. You know who you are. You know who you are. You taught me everything that I needed to know. In some cases, we're still friends, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you uh, in the not-too-distant future. So hold on to that thought, man. Until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg, and I bid you boin voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time.